my, 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 what a night, what an anointing. Wow. Glory be to God. What an honor it is. Out of seven and a half billion people on the planet, have an opportunity behind the sacred desk in the church of the living God. Authorized, chosen, appointed, ordained, and anointed to utter the very substance to have anything to say about it. But the whole world, the world, Brother Jim, what you and I am, what he's asked us to, the whole earth will remain till every jot and tittle of this book is fulfilled. How many people do you think get up and go to work every day realizing that everything they do is going to last forever? <laughs> what a privilege to be in the presence of the king of the ages, the master of the universe. And Father, we worship you tonight. I'm asking you to, <laughs> to glorify yourself in our midst. I'm asking you to grant your servant utterance that I may faithfully discharge my duties, both as your ambassador and representative, but, Father, that I may be a steward of the mystery of God and be found faithful. I thank you that the word of God will go forth unabated by any force and not return unto you void, but accomplish that which you please. O oh, Father, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth, yes. Woo, glory to God, which means in the earthen vessels. Yes. Hey, hey, thy kingdom come, in the earth of your vessel. Woo! May the will of God and his kingdom be done in this earthen vessel. Woo! His treasure in your earthen vessel. My God. Woo! Thank you, Lord. As it is in heaven, heaven inside of you. Woo! Glory to God. Oh, the righteous resurrected Lord is here. For signs, wonders, and miracles, we will not leave like we came. In Jesus' name. Do you believe that? Wow, give the Lord a shout tonight. Throw your hands up. Receive from heaven together. My, 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 my. Now give me about 30 seconds. Here's what I want to do. I want to give great big Albemarle, North Carolina, and wherever else you're from, because I know folks are from other places. Glory to God. But I won't call out all of those places. But also a great big boomerang church. And I want to give a great big Harvest International Ministries welcome to all of our partners. Hey, thanks for watching that night. What a time we're going to have around the Word of God. Can you give them a shout? Have you been blessed in this meeting? My, 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 what a meeting. What a meeting. And we're not done yet. Praise God. Woo. Heaven has big, big plans. Amen. You're not going to leave like you came in Jesus' name. I have help. I am not here by myself. 
So if you see some crazy things go on, Brother Tracy didn't do it. You think I'm kidding. I'm not kidding at all. I remember being in, just give me one second, stay at attention for just a second. <laughs> I remember being in Houston, Texas, and the Lord, I was on the front row, and the Spirit of God said, he said, now, before you say anything else that I've instructed you to teach and minister, he said, that no, he said you get up, and before you say or do anything else, you, you utter these words. He's only said that to me about once or twice. Tonight, I just said it by faith. I didn't say it because he told me to say it, although I have a sneaking suspicion he's going to fulfill it. That night, the Holy Ghost said, don't you say another word till you say this. You tell the people, I'm not responsible for anything else that happens tonight. And he said that to me. I said, oh, hey. <laughs> so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Woo, I feel it coming up in me. I, it may be a lot more Holy Ghost than it is just me. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Woo, I'm not responsible. No, y'all didn't get that. That's okay. <laughs> Woo, for anything else that may happen tonight. I have help. And there's more with us than there are against us. Woo, glory be to God. If you're here tonight, I do want to open one more thing. I failed to mention it at the end. The power of God was so strong. You know, we, we didn't, I wasn't thinking about natural logistics of ministry. And yet there is a practical application to all ministry. And if you were blessed by any of the things that I shared, uh, I don't particularly feel led to go that way uh, tonight. Um, every once in a while, the Lord will have me minister just for a few minutes before I get into the rest about how to harvest. Because it is one of our number one assignments. But there was such an effective anointing and such a supernatural revelation on the offering tonight, that's already been done. <laughs> Glory be to God. Amen. And so, praise the Lord. And, uh, but that, our assignment um, entails that to the body of Christ to help them get their destiny done in this hour. We have a monthly covenant letter, which is not a newsletter. It's not, uh, and, and it is a partner letter in that it's our part. I'm not responsible for your part. I'm responsible for my part. Yeah. Can, may, may I read you? Yeah, the Lord's telling me to do something. Every pastor in here thinks they need members. But they don't need members. They need partners. I, I want to read something to you. May I read something to you? While you're standing now, because I'm going to be standing a lot longer than you. <laughs> So, you know, don't just give lip service. Don't say, I'm standing on the word. And we can't stand to hear the word. Amen. I know some folks that can't stand to hear the word, and it's demons. We might even talk about that here in a little bit. But I need to give this to you under the direction of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> it's Psalm 118. And this is something that very, very few people uh, know about will happen. You need this. Because every person, is there any business owners in here? Yeah, this is going to be supernatural. Now, for you business owners, this will be supernatural. Amen. Is there anybody that has, well, any need? It doesn't just have to be a church now. But this applies, of course, it's a spiritual supernatural ordinance. 
And I want to read this to you. David says, I'll just start in verse 5. I'm going to read three verses. Psalm 118, verse 5. I called upon the Lord in distress, and the Lord answered me and set me in a large place. Isn't that good? That means the limits got removed. That means the Leviathan, that python spirit, that constricting demon that was trying to shut you down got broken. The Amplified says it this way. He said, um, out of distress I called on the Lord, the Lord answered me and set me free and in a large place. So we're talking about deliverance here. Amen. That means there were times David said, the Lord enlarged my steps under me. That means that there's people in the sound of my voice that have been a little bit like, and now there's people way too young in here to remember the Carol Burnett show. But there's plenty of people in here that remember the reruns. And uh, Tim Conway used to have a little guy, Mr. Tud the Bull. And that's what the church has been doing. But it's about time the church to... It's about time for the church to do what Jesus did, which was take the keys and then go and step over that gulf and lead some captivity captive. It's, so he wants, to, he wants to enlarge your steps. Now listen to what he says here. Here's how he does it. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what men can do to me. Man, that sits an anointing on this so strong. The Lord taketh my part. Talking about partnership now. We're talking about the spiritual law of partnership. The Lord takes my part with them that help me. Do you see this? The Lord takes my part with them that help me. Therefore, I shall see my desire upon them that hate me. The Amplified reads this way. The Lord is on my side and takes my part. He is among those that help me. Which means, let's just say God sovereignly spoke to someone and stirred them up to become our partner monthly. Well, I can't, I'm not assigned here, that you're, you know, like, I'm assigned here for these three days. But I'm not assigned here like you are as home base, right? But yet, so therefore, uh, when, when you have a need or distress, I'm not the one you're going to call and come, and I'm not going to come to the hospital. But something will, somebody will. The Lord will take my part. When you help me do what I'm assigned to do, the anointing that's on me will come among you when you need it. That's partnership. Partnership is about distribution of the anointing. So because I'm not God, I can't be everywhere all the time. But my partner will take my part, the part I'm supposed to do, in this partnership, the Lord will do my part among you. Do you see that? In other words... I've had, I can't even begin to tell you how many times people have told me that they've been in distress and crying out to God 
and, uh, and they'd have a night vision. And I would stand before them in a dream and deliver the word of the Lord in the office of prophet in a night, in a dream. What did the Lord do? He took my part. Really? Really? I forgot that. You know what? You might ought to tell that story. Or, or can, do you need to? Now, the Lord is here. You need some partners. Yes. Now, you need a jump start. Like defibrillation paddles, you know. <laughs> and you hear that thing charging up. You know, so that when it's put on you. Clear! <laughs> yes, Lord. I just say yes. Well, what is that doing? Well, even if I'm physically present in my own person, I can't do what he needs because he needs more than what a man can do. So then what's going to happen is he's going to leave here and that anointing is going to work that miracle. When you leave the, the healing line and you got up and your body got healed, what went into you? An anointing that drove out the sickness and disease. That the Lord assigned me to operate in that office and deliver. And by the law of contact and transmission, that anointing flowed out of me into you. So the Lord took my part. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you see what's going on here? Yes. Woo! And every preacher here, every pastor here needs some partners. Amen. Amen. To help them. They can't, they're not called to do it by themselves. It's not even scriptural. In fact, the harvest requires partnership. So what I want you to say is I sense it in my spirit. The Lord will take my part. Now I'm saying that because that monthly letter, for example, that's, you can call it a partner letter. We don't call it that. The Lord, the Lord re literally renamed it in the last 30 days. He said, from this day forward, I want you to call it a covenant harvest letter. That's what he told me. He said, and teach the people monthly how to harvest. It's one of the assignments on your life, and I want you to, well, I've got to be faithful. So I'm going to do it, and it's a seed we sow, part of my part. So, I mean, if you'd like to have that, I didn't even bring any stuff tonight. I mean, uh, this meeting, we got to, so I'm really not doing it for that. Although, last night I did mention I wanted to do my part in sowing. So, if you didn't sign up to receive that voice recognition series or the anointing of increase book or whatever, uh, then uh, certainly you can tonight. And I want to make that available postpaid. Just make sure you write, not in tongues, for we have to fast and pray to figure out your address. <laughs> But we will get it to you. So that's back there. I'm sure some people have already taken advantage of it. Anybody else who's here that would like that? I mean, literally and actually, if you want to go online and give your name and address while you're watching tonight and you'd like for us to have that seat, you're part of this meeting. You're right here. We'll sow that to you. You just need to let us know who you are and that you're requesting that anointing increased book. And, uh, and I've got something coming up in me since you mentioned it about dismantling mammon. But uh, if you, anyway, eh. <laughs> you want that? It's coming your way. <laughs> My gift. Glory. Well, no, no. We, we sow it. Heaven said sow it. Praise the Lord. Yeah, praise the Lord. You know what I mean. Yeah, praise the Lord. So, um, we're sowers of the word. That's our part. Amen. And it's our joy to do it. I'm mentioning that because I'm convinced that people need to understand that this isn't, this isn't 
the church's handle on the world's gimmick of fundraising. The world downgraded it, manipulated it for their own lust and desires to build something and took the Holy Ghost out of it. And they took a supernatural law and made it a business principle. We're not following the world. The world followed us. The world didn't know anything about partnership until the Holy Ghost said it. Amen? So this was born of God. Whatever's born of God overcomes the world. And two things I want to say to you. One is, you may not be called to be our partner, but you're absolutely called to be somebody's partner. You are connected to somebody, and probably more than one somebody. The number one person you're connected to is your pastor. I mean, literally, number one, because he says you sow what you fed. Your tithe is huge because it's the umbilical cord to prosperity. We haven't even begun to stop going to the hundredfold flow till after we've completed the tithe that belongs in the local church, where you're fed every time you come to the house of God. And you ought to just give a, a wonderful Pentecostal handshake every so often, once or twice a month, to your pastor as you walk out the door above your tithe. Because if you only knew, if you need a new car, you'd make sure he got one because it'd break the barrier. You, if you, how am I getting it? Okay, Lord, help me. I'm just telling you by the Spirit of God, you, you need to hear me. Scripture says in Luke eleven fifty two that Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Not only did you take away the key of knowledge, but he said you didn't enter yourselves, but what's worse is those that would have entered, you hindered. So no one can go further than the man of God's willing to go. So in order for a person to go somewhere, the, their man of God has to go there first because they don't know it, but their destiny's in his mouth. So... Yeah, so see, so see, and like, like, this, like this month, we've got several pastors in here. Oh, well, I don't, we, we're always like, oh, I'm so humble. I don't, it's not even about us. See, we've got to get way past the fact that it's about us, not about us. It's about the people. We'll actually be judged if we keep you from going where you're trying to go. And the number one way we can keep you from going there is not receive from you. I, I, wow, I know y'all are still standing, but I didn't know I was going to quite get into this, but I'm going to obey the Lord what I'm seeing in my spirit right now. I, I learned these laws many, many years ago, but when I was a baby preacher, I was doing a house meeting, and a lady came up to me, the anointing of God was so strong, I won't even tell you about the miracles and the Holy Ghost flowing like this, but this woman had, uh, was in a, a very serious marital situation, headed toward divorce. And we're in a house meeting. The living room was packed out. I mean, just kind of like one of those Jesus meetings, you know, where there wasn't even a place to sit anybody else. And they're sitting down the hall, and the power of God was moving. This lady comes up, and she took off her wedding ring. My wife and I are standing there, young baby preachers. She's weeping. And she said, the Lord told me to sew this to you. And she pulls off what was then. Now, we're talking 30 years ago. About a $3,500 wedding ring. I don't know what it would be today. I'm talking about it was. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, when she pulled it off, it intimidated me, you know. She said, the Lord told me to sew this. I had seen a man 
that I was in a meeting and I didn't realize what I had done or what spirit was influencing me. I'm going to get into this in a minute. But I'd seen a man when somebody tried to give him something like that and I was just in the meeting with him. It was the preacher and or he told the story or whatever. Anyway, he took it and he said, now, he said, I know it's in your heart to sow it. And he said, the Lord told you to sow it, so I'm going to receive it. So he said, I receive it. Now, Father, bless it. And he prayed the increase over it. He said, now, I'm going to sow it back to you. Well, he did that mainly because it was his own soul. It wasn't about that woman or her gift or her breakthrough. At that point, it was a lot more about him. He didn't want to be seen receiving that from her, and that felt, made him feel awkward. And what, But at the time, I was a baby preacher, so I didn't know. I didn't know that. And so in my mind, I thought, that's good. That's it. That's good. And if that ever happens to me, that's what I'm going to do. Sometime later, because I thought it was right. And I had been sowing. And here's what I'd learned how to do is that in the New Testament, your tithe is not a debt you owe. It's a seed you sow. And I didn't tithe off of what I had made. I began to tithe off of what I expected to make. I needed an increase, so I started cutting my tithe check on as if I was making that amount. Are you listening to me? So, started, so we did this for about seven, eight, nine, ten months. Well, it took almost a year for that thing to break open, but it was like when something begins to rain and the lake goes up and they crank open the, the gates at the dam and, and, the, and the river below the dam just starts to go whoosh. I mean, everywhere we turned around, here, you know, people start... And so I'm in this meeting toward the end of the year now. It's been almost a year. I'll be pretty quick with this, but just stay with me. I took that. And so come back over here. All these people. This woman, she's weeping, believing God for her marriage. This wedding ring represents courage. And it's more sentimental. It's the most precious thing she had. And listen, until much later, but that woman with the two mites, when she put that in the treasury, Jesus watched. But here's the biggest thing I learned about that. Jesus didn't say, she can't afford that. Dig that out of there and give it back to her. There is no such thing as too poor to give. God's going to hold many preachers accountable for keeping their people poor. Because they're stewards of the mysteries. This is a mystery. I know the natural man doesn't understand it. They think it's materialism and greed. Well, of course, because the natural mind doesn't understand the things of the Spirit of God. They don't understand we're handling something money can't buy. The anointing, a restoration for a marriage that needs to be recreated and risen from the dead. I'm holding her marriage in my hands. Not something that I need to be worried about people's opinion. But I didn't know that till later. And I took that, I'll never forget, I took it, my wife's there, so I did what I thought was right because I had seen it done. I'm going to receive this now because I'm in my mind, not my spirit. I said, now I receive this, I'm believing God with you, I command your increase, your hundred over and I said, now I'm going to sow it back to you. In other words, it was sentimental, so it was hard on my soul. And I found at that moment, that wasn't love at all. Actually, it was cruel kindness. 
I knew in here it wasn't quite right, but I wasn't mature enough in the Lord to override my soul. My soul wasn't renewed to it. And uh, a couple, a month or two went by, and I mean everything just shut down. I'm talking about what had opened up, just went, whew, just like you flipped off a light switch. Finally, I went to the Lord. I said, Lord, what, what, what happened? I said, why did it stop? And I talked to him, and finally, after a little bit, I said, Lord, why, why did it stop? He said, it didn't stop, you stopped. I said, what? He said, no, it didn't stop. I didn't stop. You stopped. I said, stopped what? He said, you stopped it. You stopped the flow. He said, the moment you did that, he said, how dare you dishonor this woman's marriage covenant and her dream by having the anointing. She's sowing into the anointing that's going to break the yoke of the spirit of division that's trying to kill her marriage. And you're worried about what people are going to think about a ring and what you do. How dare you make this about you and not her? I fell on the floor and began to just weep. Oh, God. I begged him. Oh, God, please, please, please. When I stand before you in the days to come, I'm asking you to forgive me, please. Would you? I know I messed it up. I know. I don't even care about the money. I don't care about the rent. It wasn't even about that. Lord, I see what I did. I repent. I I went there to heal the sick and to preach the gospel and to tell the people you had freed them. She acted on what I preached, and I just stopped her deliverance. I repented. And I began to weep before God. And I said, will you do me a favor? Will you please not hold my disobedience against her? Will you please not let my missing it and treating her seed common and worrying about my own self and the opinion that people would have of me. Will you please restore and resurrect and heal her marriage anyway despite of my disobedience? He said, I will. I'll forgive you. And you know he did. Her marriage got healed. See, this story isn't about money. It isn't about a ring. It's about he took my part. He came among husband and wife and healed it despite, in spite of me, even though I didn't do my part. Do you get what's going on here? Yeah. So uh, I just sense tonight that you need to realize that it's not just about keep the preacher, you know, Lord, you keep him humble, we'll keep him poor. This is about, do you really want to break through? Do you really want to go somewhere? Yeah. Then make sure the tip of the spear gets there and the door will be open and you'll get there like that. Because yeah. no person can take you where they haven't gone or are unwilling to go. Oh, there's some breakthroughs in the room. Do you hear me? There's some breakthroughs. I tell you, it is all over me. It is all over me. Is your husband here? Come here, sir. I know, but he's got to come down here. I appreciate your camera, but leave it fixed and just come here. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you, right here. You just, uh, yeah, just lock that camera down. He was focused, but he's about to get more focused.
I have something I'm supposed to tell the two of you after the meeting. And I'm going to always sanctify the Lord God in my heart. It's one thing when I call somebody out and I don't know them and I have no natural knowledge in my head. But I've learned after many years of ministry how to know something in my head and not respond to it till the Holy Ghost says. But then when the Holy Ghost says, I can, dis, I, I, I can say, I'm not saying this. I know this part in my head, but this is what the Holy Ghost says about it. I had totally forgotten, but now in my head I was just reminded that you guys are attempting to sell a business. So I know that in my head. So I'm not going to pretend that that's anointed or I got that from some ethereal place. I know that. But now, here's what the Holy Ghost says. It shall close, and it shall close quickly. Quicker than you think, and it shall be a blessing to many. And the force, the spiritual forces of delay and denial are bound and their hands are broken off. The finishing of the closing of this sale. Great harvest shall come off of the seeds you've sown and you'll be a blessing to many. Glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Can you give the Lord a shout right now? Glory to God. 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 And I know they belong to you. They're your partner, see? So this is a, this is a harvest. See, you're believing God. This is part of what you just said. And that's right. Now listen to me. It, you know, you want your pastor to believe for big things. You want your pastor to have projects going. Here's why. Because if this man needs a million, huh? Then he's got to get 10 million to the tithers in his church. Did you hear what I said? You want him to believe God for the next million dollar project. Because it'll place a heavenly demand for $10 million to come in and through the hands of his tithers. Glory to God, he'll have it. He'll have it. He'll have it. It's coming. It's coming to your people. It's coming to their businesses. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You understand? This is Holy Ghost. This is kingdom business we're talking about here. And we thank God for it. Now, Father, I'm asking for a sudden, sovereign, supernatural, financial signs and wonders harvest that is coming to the body of Christ and all the partners and everybody in this room that participates with the reproduction of revelation knowledge. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And all the saints said? Amen. Say, I believe, I receive. I believe. Woo! Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout. Amen, 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 amen. Well, you may be seated. Hallelujah. I thought that'd be a couple of seconds till the Holy Ghost started taking hold of that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So if you do want uh, those CD sets and that book, just sign up in the back and we'll make it happen. Amen? Uh, Miss Barrett, would you raise your hand? Come see this lady afterward because, you know, afterwards you might be so drunk that I may need to point you toward her. And if she's stuck to the floor, then appoint somebody else to raise their hand back there. No, okay. <laughs> Who's that now? All right. See this young man back here? In fact, come here. Both of them. I was praying. I saw you back here. And um, um, you, you, the two of you, are about to experience. You're really the reason I went to Psalm 118. You don't know it. But you need to live in those three verses because by the first of the year, 
something brand new from heaven is going to come on you because what's on the ministry to do is much larger than you currently have all the capacity and help to do. And you're going to have to learn not to do it in your own strength and not to get worn out, for it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. And I want you to know that the Lord is among those that help his vision. And this is his vision. And the Lord is showing me that he's going to bless you and he's going to increase you and he's going to work with you and he's going to surround you and protect you and provide for you and equip you and instruct you. But he's making me to know he is going to, 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 I keep getting the word abundance, abundantly, it'll be an evident increase of things beyond what money can buy. And he called it to me a few minutes ago back in that room, a mantle. They're going to begin, I'm going to begin to share their pastor's mantle with them, he said. And it's going to come upon them that they may properly be equipped to help them fulfill this great assignment. And he says, it's going to come on them tonight. And I was actually going to come, call you up at the end of service because I saw it back in the room before I stepped out while you were worshiping. And uh, was that you that went out in the Holy Ghost up here worshiping? Well, see, it had already started. That's when, that's when he spoke to me. I didn't know that the Spirit of the Lord had come on you in worship. But that, that was the release. That was the beginning of the release of what has now been a portal opened in the Spirit for you to step up and through and into a greater level of your own assignment and another, coat added, another color added to the coat of favor that I have on your lives. So no, saith the Lord, that... Oh, glory be to God. Yeah, I'll tell him. Uh, I'll tell him. Beware lest the enemy try to pull you and seduce you when you sense and see and feel the weight of it to do something differently. It is not doing something differently when you receive it. It's what you've been doing that caused it, that qualified you for it. Just keep stepping. Just keep obeying. Just keep believing. For the faithful shall abound with blessings. There it is right there. My goodness, glory to God. Bless them, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, 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 and more help's coming. In fact, do this right here. Just, just as an act of faith, and touch, his, touch the hand, his hands. You know, this, I've never done this before. I've never actually seen this before. But you know how that, that Moses built the ark after the pattern, and he created the angels where their wingtips touched and created a canopy of covering. I see your covering increasing. And, and I would encourage you to read and meditate on Mark 4 and Matthew 13, where it says the kingdom is like a man plants seed, but it becomes great and shoots out branches, that the fowls of the air can come lodge in the shade, the shade's the covering. I see that the covering will expand in such a way that more help is going to come and lodge under your arms to hold them up. Amen. So prepare, saith the Lord, for an increase in help. You're going to need it in the immediate days ahead. Thank you, Lord. Let's give the Lord thanks today. Praise God. Glory to God. Don't you love the Lord? Now let's raise our hands and worship Him and thank Him and bless Him. Oh, Father, we thank you tonight for your goodness. Glory to God. Uh, there's somebody over here that's had something going on with there. Is, is there anybody had back pain or back trouble over on this side of the... I'm supposed, yeah, come here. 
Are you? Was it you? I thought it was right here. Come on, I'll pray for you too, but it's you, Pastor. You're never going to have it. I'm going to strengthen the backbone of your ministry, saith the Lord, and I'm going to manifest and demonstrate it by, there it is, by the healing of your back now in this service. So be healed. There it is. There it is right there. Be healed. It is. And you'll never have another problem with it because it will be a sign that the backbone of your ministry has been strengthened. Every piece stacked on the right place and the right piece. Nothing compressed, nothing blown out, nothing, no, in the name of Jesus. Everything functioning as it should in the name, and you have yours, in the name of Jesus. And you have yours. You have yours. Oh, take a deep breath. There's your healing right there. Oh, there's the healer of backs. Now, I'm going to have you take another breath in a moment, but I want you to open your ears. Not your eyes, your ears. Listen to me deep in your spirit. Backs are the easiest thing in the whole world to get healed. It's where I took my stripes, saith the Lord. Take a deep breath. Be healed in your back. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Woo! The anointing's in the house, saints. The anointing is in the house, saints. Let's give the Lord. Come on, let's just worship Him and thank Him and glory. Oh, Father, how we bless you. Oh, Father, how we bless you. There's somebody that uh, it's not blindness. I want to say color blindness, but it's not exactly that. Uh, it seems like there's a portion of that, but it's something else. It's uh, just let it, he's, he's fine and, and until he's ready to have some help. And, and help him. Yeah, let's let, let that get finished. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Lord's finishing some things tonight. Um, there's somebody in here that has some impaired vision. And uh, it's not double vision, and it's not, but it has to do with the rods and the cones. And I keep wanting to call it color blindness, but that's not exactly the word I'm looking for. But anybody with any type of a situation like that that's been diagnosed with anything like that in your vision. In fact, vision issues, eye problems of any kind, if you're here tonight, disparity of vision, macular degeneration, anything of that nature. If you're here tonight, would you come up here real quick? And you want prayer? Would you come up here real quick? That's fine. Well, he's getting his. Anybody else? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There's an anointing on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's recovery of sight to the blind. Hallelujah. Anybody with a heel back can get up on their own anyway. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Oh, oh, there's the power of God, ma'am. In the name, and I, I have in my spirit, these aren't the only ones. And of course, I know what's going on over here. I can sense it. But in the name of Jesus. Now, what's going on with you, ma'am? Well, I came night driving. I, that's night driving. Okay. That, yeah, yeah. Things of that nature. That, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, then be healed, sweet lady. Praise God. Right now, from the inside out. Hallelujah. What's going on with you, sir? Yeah, take those glasses off. In the name. Oh, there it is right there. Be clear. Oh, glory to God. Father, we thank you. Come on now. There, I, I sent my spirit. There's, there's someone else. I don't know what it is. Maybe it uh, runs in your family lines, hereditary, or I don't know. But the, the power of God's here. power of the Lord's present to heal. Someone's esophagus is just getting healed. There's something going on in here. Hallelujah. Hail hernias, acid reflux, all kind of digestive tract disorders being healed now. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Back here, praise the Lord. You're being healed right now. Right now. The, the fire of God, the burning is just going to go right 
Yeah, there it goes right there. There it is right there. Oh, Jesus, King Jesus, we love you. We bless you. We magnify you and glorify you in Jesus' name. You did say that, didn't you, Lord? Well, hey, sweetie, now talk to me. Is she yours? What? I mean, yeah, come here. What's going on, sweetheart? Well, bless your sweetheart. Did you know that we've had, I, I can tell you and be, I'll be very honest about this, I've had any numbers, I've seen, let's say it this way, throughout the years of our life and ministry as the Lord Jesus has manifested in the meetings, He's healed so many people of so many different supernatural things. I'll have to take some time to tell you about it sometime. Praise the Lord. But this is so easy for Him. This is done. Do you hear me? It's, there it is right there. <laughs> he's already, he's already touched you. You can feel it going into you. Yes, we he's already done it. <laughs> oh, take a deep breath, sweetheart. Receive it in now. There it is right there. Be healed. There it went right there. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is right there. Now I command every muscle, nerve ending, and motor skill. Yes, say those words, Lord. I command impaired vision to be paired right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Ma'am, I don't normally operate this way because I don't move by what I say. I move by what I feel in here. But just as soon as I looked at you, by the Spirit of God, he said, I'm going to heal her tonight. And I want to give you a scripture before, and I'm going to come to you. I don't, I don't expect you to come up here. But I want you to listen to me now. Hebrews chapter 5 says that when we grow up, when we become full grown in the righteousness. Now hear me. Hear this deep inside. This is going to stir your faith. He says in Hebrews chapter 5, when we become full grown, we eat the full meat, the righteousness of God. He said even our senses are exercised to discern good and evil. So now my eyes, I don't believe my senses unless they agree with the word. But when I looked at you, my eyes, my senses told me. Are you hearing me? I mean, I just knew. The anointing of God, the, glows, the power of God's already all over you. So as I saw you, he said, I'm healing her tonight. It's the same thing that happened to Paul when he was preaching at Lystra and he saw a man sitting there with his impotent in his feet and he perceived he had faith to be healed. I perceive you came to be healed tonight. Glory be to God. Jesus has heard your cry. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Now, I've got something to say to you, and it's happening as I speak. 1 Peter 2.24. Who his own self, in his own body. Mm -mm -mm. Took our sins on the tree. That we... You, being dead to sin, should live under righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. And why did I say that? Full meat belongs to them that are of full age who by the teaching of righteousness even have their senses discerned and exercise good and evil. God said that his own self, 
in his own body, took our sins, shortcomings, all curses on the tree, that we, being dead to sin, now listen, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Evidently, it's right for you to be healed. Then it's wrong for you to be sick in any level. It's wrong for your body to be under the curse on any way. That, that, that now righteousness is coming to fullness in your life. He's going to take what's wrong in your life and make it right. And one of the things he's going to make right is by whose stripes ye were healed. If you were, you are. And if you are, you is. Glory be to God. And since he took, oh, glory to God. Woo! Glory to God. Just stand up right where you are. You can go ahead. Now listen, I see it. I see it in my spirit. I see you taking that thing off. I see it because he took our infirmities. He bare our sicknesses. If he took it, it means you don't have it. And he's about to take some things off you. The enemy put on you. And you're free tonight. You're healed from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. In Jesus' name. Woo! Take a deep breath. You can have it. It's yours. It belongs to you right now. In fact, the healers in the house, anybody that has any situation, begin to do what you could not do. I mean, if it's, you know, if, if it's here and age, pop them out. If it's whatever it is, in the name of Jesus, and then arise and do what you could not do. Oh, you, the power of God's all over you, isn't it? Shit, look at, look at her. Just, it's going down into your lungs. It's totally destroying your need for that oxygen. And it's not just your lungs, it's whatever's causing all of the flow and all of the parts of your body that need to work together that are creating the need for an outside source. Oh, glory be to God. Your body is going to become its own source. It's healed. It's going to produce its own. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Every part of your body that's not functioning at full capacity is coming alive. It's going to live under righteousness. 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 And you're being healed from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. All kinds of arthritis is being healed. Now, ma'am, I'm sensing in my spirit that your faith is high. Yeah, your faith is high. Power of God's all over you, isn't it? I actually am sensing right here that I don't even have to come back there and put my hands on you. Jesus just put, do a, Jesus just put his hand on you. Glory to God. Listen, oh, oh, now, oh, glory to God. Now faith, woo, now faith comes by hearing and hearing, right? God. Now, now, yeah, there she go. Look at there. Uh -huh, that's what I'm talking about. Healed woman of God. Healed woman of God. Healed woman of God. <laughs> I hear the Lord say, I'm destroying all type of asthma, COPD. I'm destroying all type of cancers. I'm destroying all heart diseases, blood disorders, everything that would keep things in your body that are restricting the flow. Every blood flow is being opened up. Every heart and oxygen and airflow is being opened up. All bronchial tubes are being opened up. The lungs are being healed. Digestive tract, all your bowels are being opened up. He's healing everything from eating disorders and food allergies to incontinence. He is totally from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. You are being totally and completely and absolutely delivered. Glory be to God. Jesus of Nazareth is walking the aisles with a resurrection glory. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Woo! Glory to God. 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Woo. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Woo! Somebody right over here had something abnormal in your chest. I believe it's a woman, and you knew it was there, but if you'll check yourself, it's gone. It's just come off of you, and you felt it leave. Oh, Jesus, we thank you. Oh, Jesus, we thank you. Oh, Jesus, we thank you. We bless you. We magnify you. We glorify you, King Jesus. (laughs) Praise God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 I'm supposed to tell you something, and it's going to be wonderfully and powerfully fruitful and supernatural, but I'm wrestling with it because I don't want to say it. <laughs> but, I'm going to, but I'm going to obey God. Kind of like taking that woman's ring, huh? You have a mighty anointing. You do, you. It's of God. You're doing a great work, bearing much fruit. But I hear the Lord saying it over and over in my spirit. But son, it's a spiritual work. It's the work of the spirit, work in the spirit. And I hear the Lord saying, I need you to shed some things. You're taking on too much of it in the natural, trying to, trying to make it happen. You didn't mean to. It's subtle. You're not doing it on purpose. It's all good stuff. It's all church stuff. It's all, well, it's got to be done. And if I don't do it, who's going to do it? And so you just decided to, 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 to gunny sack it on your shoulders and say, well, by God, if I've got to build this thing myself, do it myself, I'll just do it. <laughs> but the Lord is saying to you, it's my church. I called you, but it's not your church. I will build my church upon a rock and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I need you to come on out of that, son. Come on out of that natural care and quit carrying the care of the church. And I need you to do this in the spirit. Give me your faith to work with. You have faith and faith will do the impossible. And my angels will bring to you what you're trying to go get. So open your heart and open your mouth and spend time with me and pray in the Holy Ghost. And grit your teeth and take some time off with me even though it doesn't look like you can. And I'll bring in finances while, you're, while you think you're doing nothing. When really you're doing something, you're resting, which is the highest form of faith there is. So come on back with me, saith the Lord, and let me once again prove to you that I called you and I'll take care of you because there's much ahead. And if you don't get this right now, the increase I'm about to pour on you that you've been asking me about will break you. And I don't need you broken. I just need faith words spoken. Because I'll carry the load. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Tonight, or actually I'll say it this way, Holy Ghost said, so therefore take my anointing upon you and be delivered from all of the care of the church this night. There it went right there. Oh, glory to God. And it's going to lift off you, brother. 
He loves you so much. It's maybe the most loving thing he's going to do all night. He has no way to describe you what I'm feeling and how much he loves you. How thankful he is for you. You are his son. He's put his seal of approval on you. You're not doing anything wrong. You're very zealous for the work of the Lord. But he needs you to make this adjustment because he needs you to have a healthy body to finish the race. Because there's more to do than you even know. He's got more planned for you than you've even understood. And you're qualifying and you're at the door. So just take a deep breath and be patient. And that patience have a perfect work. Because you'll be perfect and entire, lacking nothing. Say the Lord. Glory to God. Come on now. Let's don't, let's don't, let's don't pancake. Let's worship God here. It's a really holy moment. It's a really holy moment. I don't know whether you know it or not, but if you know anything about Hebrews 12, God Almighty publicly just called that man his son. Yeah. He just said, I love him far and away above all others. Whew. He's for you, brother, and so are we, and so am I, and I'm glad he's for me. Aren't you, Brother Gene? Oh, my God. My God. Lord, I don't have a clue what that means, but I'll do it. Because I don't know what this is going to require of me. But the Lord told me to come over here and do this right here. And to tell you. And I'll help you. I'll make a commitment to help. Which means I'll, I won't go back across this line. I didn't just like say that and turn around and walk off. I won't go back across this line. You're not, you, you didn't come over the line by yourself. And you're not alone and you'll never be alone. And we're going to do this thing in our generation, brother. Okay. Man of God. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Well, let's just thank him one more time. I want to make sure that... Jesus, this is your church, your meeting. These are your people. Have your way. Before I get in the word, I'm to say these words. If all the things that Jesus did were recorded, even the world couldn't contain the book. And I heard him say, I'm doing many more things. The magnitude of which you have no idea that are not being seen by the people at this moment. And if it were recorded, you couldn't finish it in this service. You couldn't finish it in a series of meetings. You could. I am. So allow me to work, saith the Lord. For this meeting will become like the breaking of the loaves and the fish, and it will feed many, saith the Spirit of the Lord. Glory to God. I don't know what that means. I've never heard him say that, but I, I just trust him. And we thank you for it, Father. Will you open your heart? Will you let him finish his assignment tonight? Amen, 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 amen. 
How we thank you, Father. How we bless you, Father. Really, you want me to go there? I'm glad to do it, sir. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, he wants to, he wants to talk to us for a little bit here. Would you be seated, please? And uh, open your Bibles, please. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ah, wow. Mm, 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 my God. Whew. <laughs> yeah. As the Lord grants me utterance, I'm going to do everything I can to finish my assignment tonight. But uh, do remember this, the healing anointing is, is not only here, it's flowing. And um, if you will allow me, as long as there's utterance and he grants utterance, um, I'll get into all the, these, other, these things here which really are meant to seal what the Holy Spirit's been doing. But I need to say something to you, and I think... This seems fitting to say, since our brother responded to what he just did, to the healing anointing that's in the room. I would like for you to read this. Now, we're going to Acts 13 to start the message, but I would like for you to read this one verse with me prior to that. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, I'd like to, uh, to read this to you. In Luke, chapter 6, and I'm going to start in verse 17. It says, and he came down with them and stood in the plain and the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of all Judea, Jerusalem, and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon. Now notice what it says. They came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. This is the number one reason why more people don't receive their healing. They won't come and hear him. One of the greatest prerequisites to supernatural healing is hearing. And I want to, I want to read this to you in all three verses because you'll understand what's, what's taking place here. It says, and it came down and it says they came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Now look, here, here's one of the reasons I wanted to open with this. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits. We're about to step over into something to finish our time together dealing with trying the spirits, recognizing and discerning seducing spirits, being able to quickly recognize what's born of God and what's of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the healing spirit. And here it says they came to hear him and to be healed. And they that were vexed, notice it says, they that were vexed with unclean spirits and they were healed. So spirits that weren't of the Spirit of God were dismissed from their assignment, which were causing diseases and other issues, uncleanness in people's lives, bondages and addictions and all kinds of, 
of oppressions and depressions and obsessions and torments and fears, panic attacks and bipolar disorders and these are spirits. And they were healed. Eating disorders, anorexia, bulimia. That's not a physical thing. That's a spirit. And people are being delivered of all these spirits. And when are they being delivered? As they hear him. Do you understand? Now look at what it says in verse 19. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue, dunamis, out of him and healed them all. Glory be to God. Now I want to read this in the Amplified because the Greek there is the continuous tense. It says, all the multitude were seeking to touch him. For a healing power was all the while going forth from him and curing them all. Saving them from severe illnesses and calamities. All the while. Somebody say all the while. Well, what was he doing? He was teaching. So all the while what? All the while he was teaching. All the while they came to hear him and to be healed. All the while he was teaching, this healing virtue was going forth. So don't turn your, your receiver off while I'm teaching. Because it's the continuing of the flow of the healing power. Do you see this? That's what happened in Luke 5. You back up, it says the same thing. In Luke chapter 5, in verse 15, But so much the more. There went a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching. How did it come to pass? When did it come to pass? As he was teaching. Notice the last part of that verse 17. The power of the Lord was present to heal them. When did the power of the Lord manifest? When did it become present? While it was teaching. Now once again. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 23, 24, and 25, it says that he preached the gospel of the kingdom. He taught in their synagogues, and he healed every manner of sickness and every manner of disease. It says the same thing in Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, 36, 37, 38. So it tells us then that there's a harvest. In fact, let me go to Matthew 9, uh, the one I just mentioned, because I believe it will bless you. Because there's a harvest in the room tonight. Somebody say there's a harvest. There's a harvest. Oh, yeah, there's a harvest. Oh, there's a harvest in the room tonight. Glory be to God. And some of you have already begun to start your harvesting. Harvesting's receiving. And uh, the Lord told me uh, once I was in Magnolia, Arkansas, and I was standing, sitting on the front row some years ago, and um, the Lord said to me, there is always something at the ready to be harvested at any given moment. In every meeting you come to, there's always, in every meeting, while the anointing's flowing, something at the ready for you to harvest. <coughs> Glory be to God. Now let me talk to you about this principle of harvest for just a moment because it's the principle of receiving. Reaping is receiving. In fact, we see this in John 4. The word harvest has many synonyms in Scripture. John 4 tells us one of those synonyms. He said the fields are white already to the harvest. 
So he calls it a harvest. Within a couple of verses later, he says, he that reapeth. So obviously when you say reap, you mean harvest. When you say harvest, you mean reap. He that reapeth receiveth wages. So evidently receiving is reaping. Are you hearing me? Evidently harvesting and reaping is receiving. So basically, if you want to learn how to harvest, you've got to find out the laws that govern reception. How do I receive from God? Did you know anyone, anywhere, can receive anything at any time? I said anyone, anywhere, can receive anything at any time. Glory be to God. Now here, we're talking about harvest and Jesus' ministry. And he says, in verse 35, Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues. Well, now what's happening while he's teaching? All the while he's teaching, what's happening? The healing, delivering anointing he's going for. He went about all the cities and all the villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing. Glory be to God. Preaching, teaching, and healing. That was Jesus' ministry. Preaching, teaching, and healing. Preaching, teaching, and healing. That was the ministry of Jesus. And there's nobody in the ministry that has a different one. So you don't have your own anointing. You're operating in His. The anointing's on the head. comes off the head to the body. There is no anointing on the body of Christ that didn't come off the head. So you didn't get some goofy ministry that doesn't agree with the Scripture to build something, your life on, other than this book right here. It's the same Holy Ghost. It's the same Word. The same ministry. There's one hope. One hope. Not many hopes. One hope that belongs to the calling we've received. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, thanks be unto God. Amen. Here, it says of Jesus that He went in the cities and villages, teaching of the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted. Say fainted. And were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Amen. And he said to his disciples, the harvest. Look at this. So listen. We've assumed, now follow me, notice what he just said. He said, he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion because they fainted. Well, the word actually over here in verse 36 in the Amphi Classic, it talks about that Greek word, it says, they were harassed, distressed, dejected, and helpless. One translation says they were just, footnote, they're tired and just laid down, they just... Fainted means, remember, don't grow weary in well-doing. You will reap in due season if you... So what's going on? There's a demonic forces coming against them. Unless, in fact, I'm just really sensing I need to go this, this route. Let me just go this route. Because it's exactly where I was headed. But he wants to lay this foundation. Okay? Back up and look what it says in verse 32. As they went out... As they went out, behold, they brought to him a dumb man possessed of the devil. It means he couldn't speak. Now, don't you think 
if a person who can't speak is possessed of a devil and the devil can hold that man's tongue, that the devil can hold the tongue of the body of Christ. Oh, come on now. We, the reason that the body of Christ feels so suppressed, let me just show you this. I'm going to teach you a spiritual law that is so important to the winning in spiritual warfare. It's everything. And in this spiritual law, I want to show you a couple of verses here. The scripture is very clear in Matthew 16 that it says, these signs, well, let's go read it. We'll come back to Matthew 9. Mark 16. I said Matthew, but I meant Mark 16. Everybody okay? Now, scripture says, in verse 15, and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world. Would that be North Carolina? <laughs> and preach the gospel, the good news to every creature. Would that be you? Do I have any creatures in the room? He that believeth, are you a believer? Yes. Oh, glory be to God. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned or condemned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Now here's what we've done with this passage. These signs shall follow them that believe. And it's as if there's a comma there. And we'll say, in my name they shall. But that's not what it actually says. He says, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. The signs follow faith in the name. Come on now. <laughs> see in Acts chapter 3 it's very clear he said why do you look on us as if by our power or by our holiness we had made this man to walk it was that name through faith in that name that made this man every whit whole And you get in Acts 4 when they were baptized in the Holy Ghost, it says the whole place was shaken where they were assembled. And they spoke the word of God with boldness because they had prayed. Lord, behold their threatenings. And part of that prayer was that with all boldness your servants may speak your word by, stretching forth your hand to heal, that mighty signs and wonders would be done by the name. Not in the name. By the name of your holy child Jesus. It's the name that does it. It's the name that does it. So here he says, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. So faith in the name will produce the signs, which tells you why a lot of churches quote this, but they have no confirmation and demonstration because they have never developed a revelation and faith in what they've inherited when they were given that name. He is his name and his name is him. When that name's uttered in faith, every knee shall bow in three worlds. Yeah. And every what? Ah, 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 what? Every what? So that name has authority over tongues. In three worlds. Oh, glory be to God. Are you hearing me? The name of Jesus has authority over every tongue in three worlds. Which is why when Jesus cast out a devil and the devil wanted to talk, Jesus said, shut up. 
I'm going to read you a scripture here. I've already read you a few, huh? Let me read you another one. Yeah, can I, can I just find myself a little place to go? Mark chapter 1, look at this. Mark chapter 1. I want you to read this with me now. It says, this, the Simon's wife's mother, this verse 30, lay sick of a fever, and they anon tell him of her, and he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and immediately the fever left her, and she ministered unto them. The fever. Well, now, that sounds like, you know, um, she had some kind of a, you know, infection or something or flu or, right? Well, maybe so. But according to the book of Matthew, there's something more going on here. In Matthew chapter 8, look what it says here. In Matthew chapter 8, it says in verse 14, When Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his mother's, his wife's mother laid, which by the way, the first pope was married, you see. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> and when Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever, and he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto, un, unto them. Now, as you read this in Luke's gospel, it says, he rebuked the fever. And Luke, being a physician, called it a great fever. He said she had a great fever, and the fever left her. He rebuked it. That means he spoke to the fever. Well, there was a demon. It left. It left. This was a demon. He spoke to the spirit. And the spirit left. Glory be to God. Amen. Now let's go back over here to uh, the book of Mark. I want, to, I want to establish a couple of things here. And let's read this again. So we see what happened here. And at even, verse 32, now Mark 1. And at even when the sun did set, they brought unto him all that were diseased and them that were possessed with devils. And all the city was gathered together at the door, and he healed many that were sick of diverse diseases. And he cast out, what? How many? Many devils. And suffered them not to speak. Did not allow them to speak. Did not allow them to speak. How come? How come he didn't allow them to speak? Well, they knew him. Well, what does that matter? What does that matter? Why, why does it matter that they know who he is? Huh? Who art thou, the gathering demonic? Who art thou, Jesus, Son of God, that hast come to torment me before the time? Well, he didn't shut him up necessarily, and yet he was saying who he was. I know thee, thou art the son of the most high God. So what are we talking about here? In this case, he said, what is your name? He said, my name is Legion. We can go look at that in a minute. And we are many. So there's a portion where the man was doing the speaking, and another portion where the, the demon was doing the speaking. But in that case, that demon spoke, and he talked back to that demon. And it says, then all the other spirits begged him, 
So the only one we have recorded is the head demon of all those thousands of demons talking. My name, my name, singular, is Legion. For we, all the spirits under me, all the demons under me, are many. And then the next phrase says, all the spirits besought him, begging him, don't kick me out of the country. Which means thousands of devils whining and talking. And, and he forthwith gave them leave, which means he responded to what they said. Which means demons speak. Come on now. Spirits have a voice. I just, I just kind of want to get you moving in this direction now. So clearly here it says he didn't allow them to speak. Why? For they knew him. And uh, I was meditating on this. I was actually in the Philippines meditating on this. And I talked to the Lord about it. And I just knew that was his pattern. So, you know, I learned early on uh, I had a situation with a young man that had totaled six cars and he was on cocaine and he was thrown through windshields and all kind of stuff and he was full of the devil and I, I don't have time to tell you all that story about casting the devil out of him, but it took me three days of fasting and prayer to get that devil out of him. And I was a young preacher and I knew I had authority, but I began to understand some laws about how this thing works. And in his case, that demon, I'd, I'd get under the anointing because see, I, he was sat there, I counseled him for an hour. You can't counsel the devil out, you've got to cast the devil out. I was sitting in the room, I'll never forget this, I was sitting in the room and his grandmother had brought him because they had been to self-help programs time and again and he, you know, he, all this stuff going on. And uh, so he's in the room and you could see him, he kind of had a tick, you know, like this and he's sitting there, yeah, not really, I mean, you know, but yet I didn't catch it. You know, the devil, to cast the devil out, you got to catch him. It's kind of like in midnight, you know, when you're sitting there watching TV and the light's flickering and it's a late show and all of a sudden you see something go down the baseboard and you didn't catch it and it's like a mouse. Have you ever had a mouse run down? A, you ever seen a mouse run down the baseboard behind a piece of furniture? That's where the devil is. He, he runs when he's in there. He'll, the windows of the eyes to the spirit, man, the soul, he'll, he'll dart behind those eyes. And you kind of got to work with somebody till you can catch him. Now, I mean, once you, once you understand spiritual things, so I'm working with him. Well, <laughs> and so we, we, we counsel for nearly two hours. And <laughs> yeah, so we get up and, well, okay, you know, come back, you know, kind of thing. We'll, we'll go through this again. And, and so I'm walking out the door. Well, I have a small cubicle where the secretary's at the desk, and she's sitting there, and there's not much room between her and the wall, and the desk is here, and I don't know, there's four or five feet on this side, and the door's... So the door would be over, over, over to the secretary's left. She's at the desk. Well, we're on this side, so the door would be to my right. And he's got his back to the desk. And his grandmother's sitting there. And my secretary, slight one, was sitting there. And, and I'm looking at him. And, uh, and I'm talking to him there. After, and we're standing out there. And, and, and I'm kind of twiddling my thumbs, talking to him, talking to him about coming back and whatever. And I saw the thing go. Oh, I got you now. In the name. I put my hand on his chest. Oh, I put my name. I put my hand on his head in the name of Jesus. He went and he he went what like a nasty plunge, man. He fell back on the desk like rah, 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 rah. my secretary pushed up against the wall like this. The grandmother said, "Oh my God, oh my God!" <laughs> foaming at the mouth, you know. <laughs> Come out of him in the name of Jesus. Come out of him in the name of Jesus. So this goes on for a while, and finally he sits up, and I said, Devil, you shut up. I'm not talking to you. I'm, and I called this now. I'm talking to him. I'm talking to him. I'm not talking to you. So you shut up, devil. Because he starts saying, I'm not coming out. I'm going to kill you. I'm not, you know. 
And so then he pulls his, and I got my finger in his face, right? He pulls his arm back like this, like he's going to hit me, and he goes, and he freezes and starts shaking, and I'm just standing there with my finger in his face. This happened about three times. He told me later, when he came to himself and that spirit wasn't in manifestation, he told me later, he said, there was a big man, huge man, as tall as the ceiling in white, standing behind me. And he said, I was trying to take your head off, and every time I'd swing at you, he said he'd just put his hand around right there, and he'd just catch me right there. <laughs> well, of course, I have help. Yeah. But I was young in the ministry, and that devil would talk to me, and I was going back and forth with this, and uh, um, I'll never forget this. You know, it took me three days on this one to deal with that demon because I went to fasting and prayer and talked to the Lord about it. And one of the things the Lord told me, he, he said, uh, he said, now next time you go in there, he said, you just, you muzzle that demon, don't talk to him anymore. He said, now you're not going to get deceived, but he said, Satan's a deceiver. That's the number one thing he wants to do if he can get you talking to him. He is a professional liar. No, I'm serious. You can't talk him out. You have to cast him out. Amen. So anyway, finally, we prayed the third day until the, the literally my office, Pastor, my office filled up with a cloud. When my office filled up with a cloud, he was sitting in a chair. He went, oh, 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 oh. He looked at me like that. He said, Jesus is standing right there. And I said, I know it. He's been with me the whole time. He said, uh, he's talking to me. I said, well, what's he saying? <laughs> now, the demon's been talking to him all this time. See? I said, well, what's he saying? He says that if I won't free of this, I have to give you permission to cast this thing out of me. Yeah. This is after three days, see. He didn't want free. He, he, didn't, he, he, didn't, he didn't want free of the devil to serve God. He wanted free of the alcoholism and all that so he could just drink socially and, you know, sleep around and do his thing. Seriously. And so you can't get the devil out of somebody that wants free, even though you have authority over them. But you always have authority over how they can affect you. Anyway, so I said, well, will you do it? He said, yeah, I'll give you permission to cast this thing out of me. And all of a sudden, the spirits just started coming out, giving their names. and He got free, and then there's a whole story behind that. But, um, and so the point I'm trying to make is the Lord taught me early on about this. But when I was in the Philippines couple of years ago he brought this back up to me and he said I want you to tell my people to quit letting the devil speak it's getting quiet in here now why I said why Lord he says because he knows them here's why you don't let the devil talk to you because he sees an anointing on you he knows at least a part of what you're called to do. See, they knew Jesus. They knew he was the anointed. That's why Satan tempted him. The very first time in the wilderness before we ever entered his ministry, Satan spent 40 days trying to talk him out of his future. If you let the devil talk to you, he'll talk, to you, out of your, talk you out of your future. Because he knows He's heard you, he's heard the prophecies. He's heard you pray. He's heard you say what you're going to do. He's seen you sow your seed. He's seen you believe God. 
And the moment he heard you say you were going to do it, unless you decided to do it right then, you delayed and you let him set up camp to stop you from ever being able to do that thing. Are you hearing me? Now, a new generation of deliverers is being born. Glory be to God. I'm telling you, there are some major breakthroughs and they're in this room. This will be known as a decade of deliverance and deliverance, I mean, ripping through this room tonight like a mighty river. Things that we have allowed, place we've given to the devil, he is about to muzzle his mouth. Glory be to God. Every tongue shall swear. Every tongue shall swear. Every tongue shall swear. Did you know these mouths can be stopped? I said, did you know these mouths can be stopped? These lying mouths can be stopped. But we do it by the authority of the name of Jesus. Now the flip side is also true. In the name of Jesus, you can be empowered to speak. Because every tongue is governed by his name. Glory be to God. Now when we look at Mark 16, I want to go over there because I want to look at this. And I want to talk to you about tonight in specifics to the harvest, what the church must harvest. Are you with me? All right. So Mark 16, let's go back and look at it for just a moment. He says here, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. In my name, the number one thing they will do is what? Don't be slow now. This isn't, it's not a trick question. It's an open book test. (laughs) What's the number one thing he said we would do in his name? Now, who's going to do that? The apostles? The prophets? The pastors? Who's going to cast out demons? Who is going to cast out demons? Who will? Believer. Do I have any believers in the house? F.F. Bosworth used to say, if you just knew who you were, anybody that is a believer becomes a demon master overnight. It's true. Problem is not that we don't have what we need. The problem is we don't know what we have. If we only stood our authority, if we only understood what we had in the name of Jesus, if we only had faith in that name and stood in that name and used that name, oh, how life would be different. Oh, how heaven would be loosed. Oh, how Satan would be bound. Oh, how much freedom would come. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, how much harvest would come. Woo, glory be to God. Now look what happens here. He says, in my name they shall what? What's the very next sign? Can you see that the number one thing the devil wants to do is suppress your tongue? Can you see that in the name of Jesus, when the devil is bound, your tongue is loosed? Now I want to, am I helping anybody? I'm wanting to. You preachers here, if you're ever praying for somebody to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit and they're having a hard time releasing their prayer language, you don't even have to do it loudly or boldly. They don't even have to know. Just gently and quietly say, Satan, I take authority over you and every foul and unclean spirit that's not of the Holy Ghost that's got a hold of their tongue. I command you to loose their tongue in Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The next thing you know, they go, blah, because what's holding them is a demon. Where did that demon come from? You have been taught that you can't speak anything you don't think. So your mind will shut your spirit down. 
Let me show you the biggest thing that will stop your mouth. Romans chapter, one, chapter 3. Am I helping anybody? Oh, yeah. Romans chapter 3. Now, I want you to look and see what it says. <clears throat> it says in verse, um, in verse 18, my, 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 I really want to back up, but I don't have time to back up. <laughs> this is great stuff. Yes, sir? He said, yeah, you do have time to back up, too. Uh, I want to show you something here. I do want to back up just a little bit at the start of this chapter and show you something. Notice what it says here in verse 3 of Romans chapter 3. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yea, let God be true, but every man liar. As it is written, that thou mightest be justified. How? In your sayings. That you might overcome when you are judged. Where? In your sayings. Now I'm going to come back to Romans 3 where I was originally going to go. But go back with me then. And let's just deal with this principle for just a moment. As we go back to the book of Isaiah. There's some real revelation here for us. In Isaiah 54, 17. Notice, actually, let's back up to verse uh, 14. In righteousness, in what? In righteousness shalt thou be established. For thou shalt be far from oppression. And thou shalt not fear. We dealt with fear last night. What is fear? Fear is a spirit. So fear has a voice. But it's a demon voice. In fact, while we're talking about fear being a spirit, let's look at one more verse real quick. And that is Revelation 21, 8. Look at Revelation, the book of Revelation, chapter 21, verse 8. Notice what it says here. He says in verse 7, let's start there. He that overcometh. Well, now, how did the Lord say we were going to overcome in Romans 3? By our sayings. Amen. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But the, whoa, whoa, the fearful. Say fearful. fearful. Say it three times. Fearful. Now this is quite a list. Let's read this list. The fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, the whoremongers, the sorcerers, the idolaters, all liars will have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. The top of the list. Fear's going to hell. Now contrary to what grandma told you, that a little fear is wisdom, that a little fear is balance, that a little fear is healthy, that there's a healthy fear. No, sir. Fear is a death dealer. Fear's going to hell. It's a spirit straight from hell. It is a demon. And God hadn't given you the spirit of fear. And you need to declare war on it at all costs. Fear of storms. Fear of water. 
fear of flying, fear of whatever, you need to stop it and stop it now and break its power. Because it's a demon and it has a voice and it's trying to talk to you and it's trying to talk you out of your future. It's assassinating your plans. You would do it, but you're afraid to do it. You would take the step, but you're afraid to take the step. Are you listening to me? And it's at the top of the list. Look what he's saying here. The unbelievers are below it. Abominations unto God are below it. That means alternate lifestyles, shedding of innocent blood, feet that are swift to shed mischief, and, and all of the seven deadly sins. All of those sins are the result of fear. Lots of abortions have been had because the person was afraid they couldn't take care of the child. So fear produced murder. Which is why murderers are on this list, but beneath fear. Whoremongers are on the list, but beneath fear. Sorcerers, witchcraft is on the list, but way beneath fear. Idolatry is on the list, but way below fear. Is anybody in the house hearing what I'm saying? This thing's going to hell. Now, once a person understands that worry is fear and manifestation, then they will embrace the fact that worry is a sin. Because it's driven by the side of their eyes. A, a lack of faith in the love of God. For the person, according to 1 Peter 5, cast your care on him for he careth for you. We have known and believed the love God has toward us. Perfect love casts out fear. Mature love will cast out fear because fear has torment. So we see clearly knowing and believing how much God loves us. Being able to cast our care over on Him. In fact, 1 Peter 5 says, Cast your care on Him because He cares for you. For your adversary, the devil, roams about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith. If you put those scriptures together, it becomes quite clear that the only people that He can devour are those He can get to yield to the temptation to worry and have care and operate in fear. That care isn't what you think it is. It's a deceiving spirit. It's called the deceitfulness of riches. Something so valuable that can't harm you, it can't overcome you, has no eternal value, but to you, you've been convinced it's so valuable, you have to lay awake at night trying to figure out how to fix it, and you're worried about it. Now it becomes an idol. Now you've put it up there with the supplier. If I don't get this fixed, God can't bring His promise to pass. I've got to get the tares out of the way for the wheat to grow. I got to run around in a siren and ambulance ministry, stopping the devil's work so that God, I got to get the devil out of the way so God can do it. That makes the devil bigger than God. It means we're serving a demon. And this demon has a name. This demon's name that runs the Babylonian system, his name is Mammon. And he runs this system, this worldly system. 
Now, he doesn't own any of the hardware, but he's put some software in the computer. I'm serious about that. I don't have time to get into that, but that's exactly what's happened. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. And the devil will try to convince you he owns all this. Little G, God, he's the God of the world. Oh, no. Oh, no. Jesus bought the whole planet. Jesus has authority over everything that lives and moves and breathes and walks and talks and flies and swims. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords and He's in me and I'm an ambassador for Him. I'm in the world and not of it. And the world has to bow its knee when I use that name through faith in that name. Glory be to God. Every demon in three realms. Now as we look at this, we see clearly then that I haven't resisted the devil till I've resisted the care. A lot of people run around screaming at the devil. I tell you, you're going to let go of my stuff. I'm buying and break your power. You're getting off of me. I've had it with this. I've had it with this. And then they lay right back down and start worrying about it again. And they don't realize that all that screaming at the devil did nothing. Because he said, resist him steadfast in the faith. What does faith do? Faith, regardless of contrary physical evidence, will cast its care over on him because he cares for you. Because faith knows and believes the love of God. That God is for me. And if God be for me, who could be against me? So if I'm really in faith, I'll resist the care because I recognize the care is the fruit of a deceiving demon spirit. It's trying to get me to move based on what I feel, based upon what my bank account says, based upon what so-and-so told me. If you preach that again, Pastor, I'm leaving the church. Taking my money. Thank you. Because the number one thing that God did through Jesus when he visited Paul, he said, I've appeared to you to make you a minister. And the number one thing he said, delivering you from the people. Meaning, Paul had to get delivered from the expectations of the people before any of the rest of his ministry was going to work. This is really important stuff. So now demons are fluttering around in all of this. I mean, most of the demons Jesus cast out, a lot of them were in the synagogue, you know. Huh? First one that screamed out was in the synagogue. He came every Sabbath. Huh? Yeah. Glory to God. All right. So, huh? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Especially those religious devils. Why do you think they're called religious devils? <laughs> yeah. Now, Isaiah, yeah. Yeah. Isaiah 54. And let's look at this then. In righteousness you shall be established. Thou shalt be far. And the Amplified says, even from the thought of oppression. And thou shalt not fear. That sounds like a command to me. That doesn't sound like a suggestion. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear, and from terror it shall not come near you. Behold, they, that's a personality, they who? Fear, terror, and oppression. They, the triplets, demon spirits, shall surely gather together, but not by me. I didn't send them. And whosoever shall gather together against thee, shall fall for your sake. Glory be to God. For behold, I 
I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work. I've created the waster, and the Hebrew would read, that destroys. So he didn't create him to destroy, and he didn't create the destroyer. He created him as an angelic being, Lucifer, who became the destroyer. And we don't have time to get into that except to say what he's saying to us here is you are not in a war with an evil God. There isn't but one God. This is not a battle between a good God and an evil God. There isn't, isn't but one God and our enemy is a created being. He's an angel and a fallen one at that that has already been defeated, stripped, and paralyzed by the God who lives on the inside of us. So he says, no weapon formed. That's created. He says in verse 16, I've created the smith that blows the coals in the fire. Like, like a, 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 a smith, you know, that would forge out a sword. Or Yeah, so what he's saying is, hey, I created the one that's creating the weapons against you. That a created being cannot create a weapon that can defeat the creator. Yeah. That he has nothing in his arsenal. Yeah. Now let me say this to you under the anointing. No weapon formed against you shall. Let me say this under the anointing. There is no weapon formed against you that can keep you from prospering. Oh, oh, are you getting this? There is no demon that can hold back your harvest. There is, <laughs> there is no demon that can stop what God has for you from getting to you. They don't have that power. Now we're going to see. We're going to see what's stopping us in a minute. We're headed toward toward really a revelation of what has been stopping us, and it's not the devil. But to get there, I need to remind you of Psalm twenty-three: "Thou preparest a table before me, where in the presence of my enemy. Thou preparest a table before me, where." In the presence of my right, the devil's sitting at the table while God's planning to bless you. Yeah. Now listen, yeah, he's got to watch. He's smelling the cooking, but he don't get to eat. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. I had God say to me one time, He said, Son, he's sitting at the table. He's present at the table. He said, if he can't stop me from preparing it for you, he's sitting right there while I'm preparing it. If he can't stop me from preparing it for you, how can he stop me from getting it to you? Amen. Don't you know? He'd stop him at the beginning, but he can't stop him from preparing it for you, so he can't stop him from getting it to you. It don't matter that he's present. The presence of the devil is not the issue. The presence of God at the table is the issue. Woo! Listen, when the presence of God is at the table, you don't even have to recognize that the devil's at the table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Glory be to God. Glory. Uh huh. Yeah. Glory. 
So no weapon can be formed by a demonic created fallen angel that can keep you from prospering. And what is the weapon? What weapon is he forming against you? Let's read it. No weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. And every what? Every what? Can you see the tongue is the weapon? That's why you don't let the devil talk. You shut his voice down, you shut him down. Because everything that's created was created with words. He knows that. He was there. He watched God do it. Huh? Yeah. So the spirit of Antichrist in the, in the book of Daniel says, the spirit of Antichrist will speak great words against the Most High God and seek to wear out the saints and think to change times and laws. All this barrage of the media, all that is is the devil talking. Yeah. And he's trying to wear out the saints because the saints, too many of the saints are listening. Because what they say is not going to come to pass. This is what's going to come to pass. Woo! Glory be to God. Am I helping anybody in here tonight? So don't be moved by what they say. He didn't say you'll have what they say. He said you'll have what you say. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. Caleb and Joshua proved that a whole nation saying the other thing can't keep you out of the promised land. And CNBC and CNN and anybody else that's on there 24 hours a day railing against righteousness and, and, anar and promoting anarchy and all demonic kind of agenda, they can all, all combine 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all at once, all over the nation. Speak and speak and speak and speak and speak and speak. But Caleb and Joshua, people that are saying the Word of God... By the authority of the Spirit of God, a whole nation saying the opposite couldn't keep them out of the promised land. And none of those newscasters, none of those false prophets, none of those demon-inspired social groups are going to keep America out of the promised land. And we are headed toward a glory storm at warp speed. My God, my God Almighty. My God, my God, my God Almighty. Woo! I feel a dance and a shout and a scream and a song and a squirrel and a cry and laugh all at once. I can't do all that, so somebody go ahead and do that for me. I need some surrogate rollers and some surrogate runners and some surrogate shouters. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey. Ha, 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 devil. Ha, 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 devil. Take that devil. He that sitteth in the heavens laughs. So start laughing and take your seat. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha. Oh, it ain't going to close to the first of the year. Ha, 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 ha. 
and I'm going to delay it past that. You know, all this mess got to go, and it's just going to keep going, and it ain't going to change. And what if the right man doesn't get in office, and then they're not going to have the money, and then the lenders are going to pull back, and it's just not going to work. I'm telling you, it's just not going to work. Ha, 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 ha. Ha! It's going to close, and it's going to close fast, and it's going to be a blessing to many. Ha! So quit talking like it's not going to close. Quit saying what they're saying. Because it's going to do what you say. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, 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 Look at that intent. Look at that letter of promise. Look at that offer. And say, ha, 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 ha. His yoke is easy. His burden. Oh, that's going to be the easiest sale I've ever done. Ha, 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 Like Brother Copeland said years ago, his daddy was a salesman. And his daddy told him, he said, son, Samson killed a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of an ass. And he said, twice that many business sales have been killed with the same weapon. y'all got bright lights in here. You know why? I can't see the clock and it don't matter. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. I'm going to ask him to do that at my church. Just put so many lights in there. I can't see the clock. <laughs> glory. Oh, glory. Hey. He. <laughs> One of my favorite stories about Dad Hagen was after he'd healed of incurable heart disease, many, many years later, all the symptoms came back on him, and it was alarming. I mean, to the point to where he thought, you know, the devil's pushing him, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. You're going to have to do something. And he'd lay in bed at night, and he'd say, he'd just sit there and he'd say, they said, what do I do, Lord? He said, consider not your own body. And so this happened for about three nights, and it dawned on him. He said, well, okay, Lord, I know what not to consider. What should I consider? <laughs> <laughs> and he told him to consider Jesus, his high priest, that he had already, by his stripes, he was healed, and he was already healed. He said, ha, 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 ha. And so he started saying, ha. He felt terrible. But, in, but by faith, he just started going, ha, ha, ha. Laying flat on his back in the bed, feeling horrible. Ha. Ha, ha. The devil said, it ain't funny. I'm going to kill you. What you laughing about? Who you laughing at? I'm laughing at you, devil. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. Ha, ha, Hey, the kingdom of, hey, 
Hey, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's righteousness. Peace. And what? What? You mean you're in the Holy Ghost when you have joy? You mean when you got joy is when you're actually in the Holy Ghost. You mean, you, oh, ha, 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 ha. Some more. <laughs> Woohoo! Hey, 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 I hear something more than woo coming out. I hear woo-ee. Glory to God. My, 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 my. <laughs> now listen. <clears throat> I really did think I might get a little further than this, but... Uh, <coughs>
<laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> hey, sister, sister, sister back here that took the whatever off. Come, come here. Come here. Hey, hey, hey. Woo! Look what God has done. Woo, stand right there, sister. I'm supposed to do something. Oh, yeah, if you can. Yeah, you walked right into a jello wall right there. I know, been in that a little bit myself. It's just getting thicker, you know. This thing's setting up. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I'm supposed to read this verse, and I've been wanting to get it out, but I just saw myself standing in front of her. Whatever. In front of her. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> no weapon. I know. He alive. Girl. Well, girl, look at you. You more than made it. I know I did. You more than made it. You understand, he nailed blood clots to a tree. He nailed viruses to a tree. He nailed every name to a tree. He nailed that oxygen to a tree. So no weapon, no weapon formed against thee shall prosper. No weapon. No weapon. Oh God. And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the inheritance yes. of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Yes, yes. Woo! Yes. So you just go on and enjoy your new lungs. Oh, yes. Woo! There's more I would enjoy teaching you, but I guess we'll just have to have another meeting sometime. Soon. And very soon, we are going to see the king. I do want to read this to you because it's only a couple of chapters over. Well, we're close. 
Might as well. <laughs> Y'all have done this in your car a lot. Oh, it's just a minute out of the way. <laughs> I don't know why they cuss the preacher about it. They're doing it all the time. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Just a minute. <laughs> we ain't talking about Dairy Queen now. We're talking about Decay. Okay. <laughs> oh. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Isaiah 59. <laughs> oh, Ooh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so, so, let's redeem the Lord say so. <laughs> Shall they fear the name of the Lord? My, my, my. From the west and his glory. You know, the fear of the Lord, the lack of the fear of the Lord is what's keeping the glory from coming. It's the entrance. Yeah. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun when the enemy shall come in. Like a flood. The spirit, the who? Spirit. spirit of the Lord. The spirit that made him Lord. Yeah, yeah. There's a different spirit than the ones coming at you. There's a spirit coming out of you. It's the same spirit that made him Lord. And the spirit that made him Lord shall. Lift up. Woo! A standard against him. Now listen. And the Redeemer shall come. To see on the, 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 the people of God, Mount Zion, the church. Church of the firstborn. And the Redeemer shall come. To Zion and unto them that turn. There's something coming to our nation. My people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. Turn from our wicked ways and seek my face. Huh? If my people will turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, then there's a turn and a then. Then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins. Then I will heal. I will heal their land. Glory be to God. And he said, right here, then the Redeemer shall come. To Zion, and upon them that turn from transgression in Jacob, saith the Lord, as for me, and this is the point I wanted to get to. I, I, I see I don't have any utterance further. I mean, oh, I have utterance further, but you know. By the help of the Holy Ghost right now, this is so important. He wants this point crossed. This is the covenant. Say the covenant. 
Glory to God. This is the, my covenant with them, saith the Lord. My spirit that is upon you. And my words which I have put in your mouth. Shall not depart out of your mouth, nor out of the mouth of your seed. Nor out of the mouth of your seed seed, saith the Lord, from henceforth and forever. Do you see this? When the enemy comes in, the flood that God's going to erect against him is the covenant he made with us. There's two things that make up the standard against the enemy. My spirit which is upon you and my words which I have put in your mouth. What we are saying is the standard. Had I had time to go back and read through the verses of Romans 3, it would tell you that what the law says, it says to them that are under the law, that all may be guilty before God. Now listen to this phrase. This is verse 19 of Romans 3. And every mouth may be stopped. The thing that stops believers' mouth is shame and guilt and condemnation. It's because they don't know they're the righteousness of God in Christ and they have the right to lift up a standard against the devil and say, absolutely, you don't have right to put this sickness on me. You don't have a right to steal my stuff. You don't have a right to delay the close of this sale. You don't have, the right. You don't have that right. You have no weapon to stop me from prospering. You don't have that right. When a person is battling with shame and guilt, their voice, their voice, their, their mouth will be stopped, suppressed. But a few verses later, he says, if we have faith in the blood, it's for the remission of sins that are past the forbearance of God to declare, I say at this time, my righteousness, that it's our now season. So the blood declares it's our now season. And the enemy has used guilt and shame and condemnation to stop our mouth when that is the standard against the enemy. And it's time tonight for you to decide on the righteousness of God in Christ. Jesus' blood has bought and paid for this for me. He who knew no sin became sin that I might become and be made the righteous of God in Christ. Therefore, I believe, I receive what's been purchased for me on that tree. By his stripes I was healed. My God shall supply all my need. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. It is finished and he has the keys. And that name, through faith in that name, is going to get this thing done. And in the name of Jesus, devil, you will stop coming against this church. You will shut your mouth and you will get out of my way. And Milton, you will move up by the roots and you're going into the sea. I'm coming through. So get out of my way or I'm going to steamroll you devil. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Woo! So this is my covenant that I have with Boomerang Church. My spirit that I put upon them. My words that I put in their mouth shall not come out of the mouth of their seed or out of the mouth of their seed seed. And when the enemy comes in, like a flood, Boomerang Church is going to lift up a standard against him. Break his back and break his power. And no weapon formed against anybody in the sound of my voice will prosper. I declare you free. 
I declare you delivered. I declare you healed. I declare you prospered. I declare you strong. I declare you helped. I say you can't be stopped. And I say you can do all things through Christ, which tells you and strengthens you to do it. So rise up. Go in this your might and take your land in the name. Be blessed. Yeah, I see it. Be filled. Be blessed. Be helped. Be healed. Be strong. Be made whole. From the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. Walk in newness of life and never be the same. Authority of the name that's above every name. Whew. Glory to God. Oh, oh, oh. No one shall leave like they came. In Jesus' name, there shall be no more curse. I believe I fulfilled my assignment, Pastor. <laughs> glory to God. Oh, 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 glory to God. I need to say something to you by the Spirit. I'm just, you know, <laughs> marinating right now. You do realize, I think you realize it in your head, it needs to dawn on your heart. Chronological age means nothing. Now let it dawn on your heart. I was letting all kind of social pressure come at me a few years ago. Like there could have been here and should have done this when you were a little bit younger and should have made this job, all that. He thundered in my soul. You talk about it was a demon. I didn't know it. That, that age pressure thing is a demon. See, Adam, when, when Abraham got real old, he didn't have less faith. He had more. Faith isn't age-related. Oh, come on now. Our problem is we turn, you know, 62, 65 or something, and we quit using faith and trust Medicare. That's why the church is sick and broke. Just the time you've been taught faith all your life, you decide to quit using it because you bought the lie that by a certain age, certain things start happening. When do we forget that with long life, he'll satisfy us and show us his salvation? And he thundered in me, brother. I mean, I'm sitting in my recliner in my living room. And, it, and now, I didn't hear it audibly, neither did anybody else, but I guarantee you my toenails hurt because he shouted. My spirit, he shouted in my spirit. And he said, he said, I am from everlasting to everlasting. I am the ancient of days. He said, my ministry has not waned with age. I mean, he thundered it. 
the high priest of the church is over two millennia old and his ministry hadn't waned, it's increased with every day. So whose ministry do we have? So be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Get your job done at all costs. The horn's going to blow one day, and you're not going to be concerned about the things you did. Things you're going to regret the things you didn't do. So do them. Do them now. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, I love every one of you. Glory to God. Will you receive it tonight? Yeah. Give the Lord a shout if you're free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor, come stand beside me right here. I'm about to turn it over to you. One more thing. I, I sense that I wouldn't be happy with myself. And really, I, I don't know if I could have the last box checked by the Holy Ghost if I don't say this. It came in my spirit while we were worshiping that uh, there's got to come a revelation to the body of Christ that baptism of the Holy Spirit isn't just for individuals. I was, I was, in, I was in Canada at a, at, a, at a church there that hosts a nationwide Canadian ministers conference, and it's a great partner church I've been to for many years, dear, dear apostles of God. And all of a sudden I got into the anointing after about a three-day meeting, and suddenly I saw it, Pastor Gene. I saw the book of, I, got, I, got, I saw Acts 2. I just saw it just as clear. And when the Holy Ghost blew in that upper room, it filled the house where they were sitting. And, of course, all 120 of them were filled instantly. And I saw that even though the disciples got born again in John 20, this was the birth of the church. <laughs> and I heard him say just as clear, I want to baptize my church in the Holy Ghost. And I, I held my hands up like this, and I just simply said what I heard him say. I want to baptize my church in the Holy Ghost. And both sections, all of them, they were, three quarters of the people just, and, they, and, and a roar came up, and all of them started speaking in another tongue. All at once, just like that. <laughs> Glory. Now, he wants to freshly baptize this church in the Holy yes. Ghost. Yes. And with fire. He wants to baptize your church in the Holy Ghost, Pastor Jim. Yeah. He wants to baptize your church in the Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. He wants to baptize your church in the Holy Ghost. A fresh and filling. There's some folks that I have met that if they treated their car like they do their lives, they'd be broke down on the side of the road. They hadn't had an oil change in years. <laughs> Glory be to God. Really? Yeah. I mean, you know, you start pastoring your church first six months, you think that's their angels. There's wings coming out their back. The next six months, you realize that's their shoulder blades sticking out, you know. <laughs> the saints aren't preserved, they're pickled. And you, <laughs> somebody helped them. It's, it's about time for the church to baptize in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Fresh and new. Yeah. Fresh oil. So we believe we receive it. That's what these meetings were about. The glory of God is in the house. Hey, there's plenty to go around. Take some home with you. Yeah. yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Hey, hey. Woo. Be healed, be blessed, and we'll see you later. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Father, we praise you. We worship you. Lord, we just received that baptism right now that Brother Trey spoke of. Just raise your hands right now. Lord, we receive a fresh oil change.
in the Holy Ghost. Now receive it. On purpose. Lord, we see your word. Be filled with the Spirit. Go ahead. I see that. You walk down the center aisle to your church, you go down the center aisle. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yeah, glory. Hallelujah. Go get that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hada hada wosa. Doro gona mosa. Yeah. Hada deusta. Oh, 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 more restoration than you know. More restoration than you know. More than you've even seen. Ha, he's faithful. Ah, glory to God. <laughs> yeah. There's more. There's more. 
I, I just perceive you got you got more. There's words to come. I'll hold that if you want. Yes, filled and filled with the Holy Ghost. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Seeing cold. Just raise your hands. Just raise your hands. Jesus, feel me so so to know so to me come solo copy the Lord. Oh, just shut your eyes. Say, Lord Jesus, I love you. Oh, I want everything you have. Would you put all of your spirit in my heart? Would you give me a special prayer language? That even as a child, when I don't know what to pray, I could pray your perfect will. I know your power's on me. I want all of your power in me. I receive you now. Take a deep breath, son. Receive you, the Holy Ghost. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Oh, glory to God. Glory. My, 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 my. 